0: Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast that focuses on values and practical tools that will help you have peace, joy, and confidence so that you can create your own happy homes and lives and your very own happily ever after with no fairy Godmother required. I am in the midst of a little series of sorts just talking about the journey of life, specifically When you're going from brokenness to wholeness or when you're going from maybe different levels of health in your life. We all grow as we go. And this can be difficult because very often we want to be at destination without the journey. I can see the deficiencies in my life that affect my relationship with my husband and my relationships with my kids and affect my life. I see my deficiencies and I see how something could be. And so I just want to automatically be able to get to where things could be. (laughs) And sometimes it's that easy. Sometimes you see something and the Lord will touch it and he'll heal it. Sometimes it's just you seeing it that actually causes a behavior change that will bring you into a different reality immediately. But often there's a process from where you are to what you see. And in the midst of that process, it's very easy to be discouraged, but it doesn't have to be discouraging. There can be a lot of joy and hope in the midst, in the in-between time. So we're taking several podcasts to talk about how to have joy and peace in the journey, how to get from where you are to where you're supposed to be. So if you missed the last couple of podcasts, I want to encourage you to go back. Today, I'm going to just pick right up and this will be a standalone too. So if you missed the other ones, you can just jump in here as well. All right, my husband and I were recently supposed to go on a short ministry related trip. And for various reasons, the trip was canceled. We had already arranged to be gone and so once we knew we weren't going to be leaving we decided to take the opportunity and we turned it into a short family getaway instead of just us being gone our whole family got to get away for a couple days it was wonderful it was amazing it was glorious it was so wonderful having our family all together just away undistracted Life can be so busy, and so even when you spend a lot of time together, you can miss out on some key connection just because of the busyness of life. And so this experience was such a gift. It was truly priceless, and it was just what we didn't know that we needed. In thinking about it, it really is amazing to me how important it was that we did this because we do spend a lot of time together. Our family spends more time together than most families I know, not bragging, (laughs) but just a stated fact. I think that's one of the joys of being a homeschooling family. If you are a homeschooling family that actually stays home (laughs) while you school, it creates a lot of regular connection. We've also prioritized a family day every week. We have a family day that's about our family being together and connecting and doing fun activities. And that's been an important thing that we've protected and guarded. We have family meals that are very important and guarded in our family. So, you know, we're not short on time together. That life is busy, and so it's amazing how easy it is to spend time together and still not be fully connected, to be distracted to be there, but not fully present. Being away and choosing to disconnect from electronics and choosing not to think about work or school or other to-dos, it gives a breath of fresh air. You may know this, (laughs) but we need fresh air to live. So being able to have a breath of fresh air in our life is important. So today I want to talk about being present and engaged in our daily lives. In the context of talking about the journey that we're on, that we're going from brokenness to wholeness, that we're going from glory to glory, that we're going from where we are to where we're supposed to be. Being present is a key part of that because it's how you find joy in the moment. It's part of how you get there. Having faith for what could be in the future is so important, and it's important to live for the future, but it's equally important to celebrate the now. So today, that's the phrase, if you walk away with anything, that's what I want you to walk away with, that you need to live for the future, but you need to celebrate the now. So this means that you're taking care of yourself with the future in mind, (laughs) that you're living in a way that will create the future that you envision, that you are following the Lord on the path that he has laid out for you, but that in the midst of that, that you're Engaged and present in the now, because this is how you're going to find contentment. Interesting, because I think that 2020 both taught us the importance of being present, but also at the same time it kind of tricked us. So what I mean is that a lot of the trappings of life were stripped away in 2020, and you know they've come back, but not fully. In some ways, so we've become more aware of what is important in some ways because of this last season, yet because we had so many of our options stripped away, you know, it was also easy to fool ourselves into thinking that we had changed, that we had our priorities straight, that we were doing well, but now that options are returning. It's amazing how easy it is to actually become less connected because we're more distracted. We're distracted by the busyness of life, we're distracted by opportunities, we're distracted by the electronics around us and so on and so forth. You know, the things that distract us aren't bad, but living a distracted life and never being fully engaged is, it robs us. And I think it robs us so much more than we realize. It steals away our joy, our contentment, our love, our peace. It steals away life from a moment that could have a lot of life on it, but we're not fully engaged. So we just are half experiencing it. Instead of being active participants in our life, life kind of happens to us. And the unfortunate thing is that we become so used to living like this that we often don't even realize that this is what we're doing. But the good news is that there are some simple ways to change this. So some practical tips to engage and be present in life. First of all, plan. Create to-do lists. Have deadlines. So I'm talking about being present in life and giving you some practical tips. And planning seems to be about the future. So how does this help be engaged in the now? Well, because you aren't distracted by the things that have to be done. Disorganization causes stress because when we're disorganized, we end up living life reacting. You know, we're moving from thing to thing out of necessity. And so our life controls us. We might not even realize it, but we're not in control. It's controlling us because there will be an urgent thing (laughs) to an urgent thing to an urgent thing that we move from because we're not being proactive, we're being reactive. But when we're organized, and when we're proactive, then we're the ones who are in control. We're determining what it is that we're putting our hands to. We're determining how our time is being spent. We're determining what our life is made up of. Your personality in life will determine how much planning is actually necessary and helpful for you. Some people are going to need a lot more organization and planning in order for your life to go well. When you're able to be organized, when you're able to be proactive with your time, then you're actually going to be able to be present in life because you're going to remove a lot of stress. You're not going to have to react anymore. You're going to be able to determine the life that you want. You know, all of us have things in our life that we have to do that we don't want to do. You know, like we can never completely move away from that. It's just part of being human. You know, we have to go grocery shopping. I don't know, maybe that's your jam. (laughs) But as a mom of eight, a family of ten, I go grocery shopping a lot. And while I sometimes enjoy it, a lot of times it's just a task that has to be done. Planning the menu, figuring out what groceries you need to buy, paying the bills, cleaning the house. You know, I love cleaning sometimes, but I don't always wanna spend my time doing that, right? So there are things that we have to do, but the more organized we are with our time and the more aware we are even of how we're spending it, the more we can actually create the life we want. We can make our values the important thing in determining our schedule, not just going from urgent task to urgent task. And as we are proactive about our life, as we plan, you'll discover (laughs) that you'll be able to more fully engage in what's in front of you because you'll be prepared for it, because you won't be distracted, because life won't be demanding in the same way from you. But instead, you're going to be the one in control. So plan, create to-do lists, have deadlines for yourself so that you're actually moving things forward and moving on in life and getting what you need to get done done so that you can focus on the things that are actually important. Another practical tip to being present in your life is to simplify. You know, we cannot do everything. It is impossible to enjoy life if we don't actually have enough time to do so, if we're constantly overstretched and overburdened and overtaxed and never with enough time. You know, you can't fully engage with anything if you're constantly multitasking out of necessity. This is a hard lesson for a lot of us. You know, I often have to say no to things and people that I have value for simply because I don't have the capacity. And I have had so many times when I have said yes and not been able to follow through or not been able to follow through in the way I wanted to because I was overbooked. I was overstretched. I did not have it in me (laughs) to be able to actually fulfill an obligation because I should have never made it in the first place. It's hard to say no, but what you need to realize is that if you never say no verbally, you're actually going to be saying no probably to the things that you love the most sometimes just with your actions because you're going to crowd out your life. You don't have the capacity for everything. It's important to have people and responsibilities in your life that grow your character and stretch your capacity. So I'm not saying that just have your life completely match where you're at. But it's equally important to learn how to say no to the things that are beyond your current capacity, your time, the things that just aren't for now, so that those things that you can say yes to will actually be getting your full yes. They'll be getting your time, your care, your attention. You'll be able to be present while you're there. Your kids deserve you to be engaged with them, actively engaged, not always distracted, your friends, your spouse, your work, you know even yourself, you know you deserve to have some time where you're able to unplug and unwind and not having to constantly be moving from one thing to the next because you have too much happening. So simplifying your life will actually help you to engage and be present and sometimes you have to take drastic measures and you have to oversimplify. Because you need to just kind of go back to the drawing board. Go back to being able to add the things into your life that are supposed to be there. Sometimes you have to let go of a lot of things in order to regather the things that are most important. We often are juggling so many balls in the air and we're so afraid to drop them. But you know what? Most of the time you can drop almost everything that you're juggling without dire consequences. And sometimes you'll drop something And then realize that nobody even noticed or cared that you dropped it. And that's a sign that it's probably not something that you're supposed to be carrying right now. Simplify your life. It will help you to be engaged. Plan, create to-do lists, have deadlines, and also simplify. Next practical tip is to disconnect in order to connect. Being connected electronically is going to rob you of connection in your daily life. Now, I don't mean that you shouldn't use electronics. I love electronics. I love technology. I stay in touch with friends all over the world because of the ease of technology, and it's amazing. You know, I love being able to read the news from all over the place. I love being able to watch shows and do things like that. There are so many things. I have just so many fun things that I can do with technology and I do with my kids, and it's enhanced their homeschool experience amazingly. However, it's so important not to always be connected electronically. We're not actually robots. And we don't want the world to be run by robots. We shouldn't try to act like them. (laughs) So sometimes it's important to disconnect. Don't have your phone on you all the time. Use the do not disturb and don't feel guilty about it. It's good sometimes to trade in your phone or iPad for a real book or a real newspaper or journal or board game, an in-person coffee date instead of just text messaging. Our family watches some shows together, and that's such a different thing. It's like the old-fashioned days when there were fewer (laughs) channels and people would come together. In fact, one of the shows we love to watch is I Love Lucy. They're on DVD now. It's a different experience when you're not just streaming something yourself and having your own individual experience with your own technology but you're having a group experience. It's also important to sit outside, enjoy nature, enjoy quiet, disconnect, reconnect to the actual world by disconnecting to the virtual one. I love reading the news. I just find people in the world fascinating, not all of it, but some of it. I love that I have an app on my phone that can connect me to newspapers from all over and what's happening. But what I have learned is that even if I'm reading the news, or I'm reading a book, or even I often read my Bible on my phone, I love also having all the different translations right there on my app and my reading plan, and it's it's super convenient, and I love it, but I've discovered that it's a different experience with the people around me. If I'm sitting on my deck looking at my phone, I am less connected and less approachable to the people around me, my kids, to Jamie, whoever it happens to be. Like, it's just a different atmosphere. If I have a physical book, if I have a journal I'm actually writing in, if I have an old-fashioned paper newspaper, like, it is just a different atmosphere. It's a different experience, and so I want to encourage you. I know it's hard, but take the time to disconnect in order to connect. There's more I could say on that, but you get the point. And the last thing, because we are getting short on time is cultivate your spiritual health because this is going to reset everything in your life more than you realize and so in terms of being engaged and being present in your life the most important thing you can do out of all of these tips is to cultivate your spiritual health it's just going to recalibrate you it's going to soften your heart it's going to cause you to love people more because as you love the lord more and get connected to him You love people more. It's going to give you wisdom about what your life should be about. It's just going to recalibrate everything. And so cultivating your spiritual health out of all of these things is the most important. Make that a priority. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in the word. Spend time listening to the Lord's voice. Spend time in nature or wherever it is that you feel connected to him. Like, make sure that that's a priority. Spend time worshiping, because as you cultivate your spiritual health, it's going to change your heart. It's going to change the way you see things. It's going to change the way you approach things, and it's going to actually reset your life to be connected and present in it. All right, I'm out of time today. I want to thank you so much for listening, and I just want to encourage you. You may be feeling discouraged by your journey, but the Lord isn't. He is with you. He sees where you are. He sees where you're going to end up. He knows the plans he has for you. He knows the dreams in your heart. And so be encouraged today that you are not forgotten, that you're not facing an obstacle that can't be overcome. Because even though it may be impossible to you, nothing's impossible for the Lord. And he will surely guide you and he will provide So take a deep breath, breathe in some fresh air, disconnect, and just allow your heart to be reconnected to the Lord and to just hope for your future. Thanks again for joining me. You can find me on social media, you Nicole Van Gelder, or also you can find me at Joyfield Home, but I look forward to having you join me next time.